Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast. I am your host, Susie Hunter, and we are going to kick this show off talking about the Texas Rangers because they are living our dream right now, going from a 100-plus loss team to a team that is heading into the World Series. And what better person to talk about that right now than Bryce Patrick of Locked On Rangers. We're just going to jump right into the show. Bryce, how are you doing, though? Congratulations to your team. I am doing amazing. I actually went to the game seven in Houston, the first game I've actually ever been to in Houston, even though it's just a four hour drive. You know, I figured I was saving it for something special. And why not a game seven and a game seven blowout? I mean, my goodness, what a season, postseason, postseason series month year it's been. It's been wild. It really has been wild for you guys, especially considering the quick u-turn y'all did from just a couple of seasons ago going from a hundred plus lost team to a team that is in the world series and like i mean y'all are just crushing it right now this run has been incredible did you think you would be finishing up your season in a world series no uh at the beginning of the year i was optimistic and i predicted like 85 wins and i felt like i was being like too optimistic because like it's not just the quick turnout it's that like so many things had to go so incredibly right for this team to be where they are and they all pretty much have i mean the lowest point i have felt about the rangers future was the 2021 when the rangers traded off joey gallo who is my personal favorite and i will never stop defending and i'm still very sad that he is not getting to experience this run um but i saw like no hope for this future there were a few prospects that were were bright and on the radar i mean there was josh young was in the system and i saw him at texas tech quite a bit and i thought all right this guy's gonna be pretty good but like outside of that there was not a whole lot of hope and there was all this big talk about how oh the rangers are going to spend this offseason for the entire back half of 2021 and most of us fans and people who had, you know, covered this team for a long time are, were kind of a little skeptical of like, you sure about that? There's been no big contracts given out since Shinsu Chu in 2014. And then they go and they sign Simeon and Seeger and John Gray all within 48 hours of each other. And you think, okay, they're going to spend the money. Let's see how this works. And it's worked out really, really well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I remember that 48 hours. That was like a blur for the entire baseball world. That must be so cool. It must be so cool to be the center of the baseball world for spending half a billion dollars on players that you hope will bring you to a world series. And then of course, I mean, that was two seasons or at the end of, you know, two seasons ago, last season, uh, the payout didn't really come right away. How did fans react to that after spending all that money and not seeing the ultimate result? I think there was there was some thought from a lot of casual fans who were like, okay, well, why do we do all that? This team still sucks. And those players, they were fine, but not great. I mean, Marcus Simeon had an absolutely awful start to the first two months of the season. He was just absolutely terrible. But I mean, there was a lot of different factors going into that. He was also one of the ones on the players committee uh, negotiating the new contract in the lockout. There was a new, you know, a shortened spring, spring training, and he was never really a fast starter to begin with. So I think all of that combined with the pressure of having that big new contract hanging over his head and wanting to lead this team to, you know, relevancy at least. Um, and he just, it was a lot for the first couple of years or for the first year, at least. And Seager was, was fine. He was healthy and the shift you know, robbed him of a lot of base hits and his underlying data was a lot better than his actual numbers were. 
but this team still had a lot of things to fix. I mean, you, you buy two middle infielders that are great. You buy John Gray and you bring back Martin Perez. But outside of that, there was so much to fix. The rest of the rotation was kind of a mess. The bullpen was kind of a mess. The offense was fine, but, but when you have three out of your five starters are pretty bad, it's hard to notice how good the offense is. And that's why, and they were also historically bad in one run games. So that made that 94 loss team. That was probably in reality, like five wins better than that, but still not great. And then you have to go buy an entirely new rotation the next year. And that's when you actually start to see the dividend, the dividends. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it never works out the way you think it's going to fans in any team in any fan base have to be patient, but my gosh, you guys are just, you are going for it. Let's bring it back to the big 48 hours. I want to talk about John Gray, a player that we loved so much here in Colorado who wanted to stay in Colorado from what we understand about the situation, but he got his bag in, in Texas and now he's getting to a world series too. What's it been like uh, with John Gray? And do you think we'll see him in this world series? I think we might. It's it's questionable to what role he's going to play because he only pitched in one game in the ALCS. He went on the IL. He had a, a great final start in the season. He was healthy for basically the entire year. Like He was a guy who has had some injury bad luck throughout his career. He was healthy for most of last year, and he had a two-month stretch in June and July where he was absolutely phenomenal. Um, but he had a different six-week stretch where he missed time with an oblique injury last year. This year, he really had pretty good injury luck. He had a couple of different times where he got hit um, in the arm and once in the leg with 110 mile an hour plus line drive that you thought immediately, oh, that's a broken bone. He's done. He's absolutely done. And he just missed a start for each of those. Just one start missed and then came right back and you're like, oh, okay. I guess John Gray is getting really lucky. Then his last start of the year uh, was against the Angels and he, he pitched masterfully in the Rangers one and he came out a little bit early. He thought, oh, okay. He's just like feeling a little bit of tightness in his forearm. Like just the, the ball was kind of slick. And so you thought, oh, okay, well, that's not great. But like, it doesn't sound like that's that big of a problem. And then before the Saturday game where the Rangers ended up clinching their playoff spot, because it really came down to the wire. He was supposed to be the starter in that game, but they put him on the IL with forearm tightness. And he thought, oh no, oh no, 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 no. The Rangers with the historically bad bullpen are going to have to pitch a bullpen game. And they, and they did, and they won that game and they lost game 162 and lost the division. But John Gray, if he was healthy like that, I would feel so much better about this team because I mean, like I said, they bought basically an entirely new rotation and John Gray was one of two good starters last year. Him and Martin Perez were you know, the only reason the Rangers won basically any games last year. And I hope that he's a little bit healthier this round. He came out of the, the bullpen last round in that one game that he pitched in. He looked okay. He did give up a run. But, I mean, the Rangers kind of need him. They need him for some kind of length. They've got a lot of long relief options. I'm hoping that he's good enough to start and give you like 50 pitches. And I think that would be a huge, huge boost to this team if he can pitch and start in game four. Yeah, that definitely would be huge. I mean, it's got to be nice to have Max Scherzer back off the IL too, though. Those two came off on the same day. Um, uh, yeah, what's it been like having him around recently these past few months? 
It's been great. I mean, there was a lot of talk from Mets fans of, wow, I can't believe y'all, y'all wanted this old washed guy. He's not actually that good. He's really not that good. And I mean, credit to the Rangers and their pitching staff. I mean, Mike Maddox has been absolutely phenomenal. He worked with Max Scherzer back during his Cy Young years with the Nationals. He was with the Rangers for a long time in their runs in the 2010s and went to went around went to St. Louis for a little bit and also went to the Nationals for a little bit and then came back for this run. I think he really kind of fixed something with Max Scherzer and he was he was great with the Rangers down the stretch and then he got hurt and he was back just so much sooner than anyone expected because initially the thought was he wouldn't be ready to be fully back until like 3 days after game 7 of the World Series. But he worked his freaking tail off to get healthy and, you know, to do everything that he could in his power and just champing at the bit to get in. And, you know, he didn't look amazing, but I think he was better than the numbers indicate in his two starts in the ALCS. And they were basically rehab starts in the ALCS against the Houston Astros. And he did okay. Like he did what was asked of him. If he can be more than Max Scherzer that he was down the stretch with the Rangers, I think that is a huge, huge advantage for Texas in this World Series. My gosh, it's so funny. Yeah, Mets fans will be the first ones to um, call anyone washed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, they did the same thing. They the same thing with Jacob DeGrom. And I'm like, he's not your problem. Go away. Go worry about your home team. <laughs> <laughs> they can't worry about their home team right now because their home team is uh, they're in their off season. Um, I love I love dunking on Mets fans. But anyway, OK, let's let's look forward at this World Series. Uh, this is I am so excited for this World Series. I think it's such an interesting matchup, to say the least. But what do you think? We're. In terms of against the Diamondbacks, where are the Rangers' strengths? Where are the weaknesses? And where do you see this series going? So I predicted uh, Rangers in six. I think that's what it's going to take. I underestimated the Astros. I picked Rangers in five in that series. And after game two, I was like, oh, it might even be four. And then I was like, oh, nope, nope. (laughs) I'll take seven. I'll take whatever it is. But this Rangers lineup, I mean, it's incredibly deep. They're the thing about this this Rangers team, their offense that makes them so good, is that there are literally no holes in the lineup. I mean, the Oye Tavares was hitting at ninth for most of this season and, and most of these playoffs, and he was absolutely incredible. He homered off Justin Verlander, and he's also playing great defense in center field. And then you have, you know, Evan Carter, the little savior, as he was dubbed. He came up the game after the Rangers lost that sweep against the Astros at home at the beginning of September, and Adoles Garcia went on the I.L., and he was absolutely phenomenal since then. He's hitting third in this order, a 21-year-old with like a month in the big leagues. And so you've also got Adolis Garcia, who was, we all saw was absolutely phenomenal. I'm glad that he got the, the big stage to shine where everyone can go see him because I've, I've known this guy for years. Is like He steps up in those big moments, and him getting that stage is awesome. Basically, this lineup is an edge over pretty much every lineup in baseball. The top two, I think, in the Rangers rotation has an edge. I mean, two really great pitchers over there on the Diamondback side, but I think, you know, Eovaldi and Montgomery have been absolutely sensational. And then, I don't know, the defense is a slight edge to to Phoenix, or Arizona, excuse me. Um, you know, sorry, I'm just used to, I should be used to the both the state names because it's two different states against we each other. We all know what you mean. Game. <laughs> yeah, we know. We know, and obviously the Diamondbacks have a little bit of an edge in the bullpen. I don't think it's as big an edge as most people are saying because both these bullpens were really shaky during the regular season, and they've gotten hot at the right time. 
and they've got a few guys who they trust back there. So this is going to be a hard-fought series, and I think it'll come down a lot to the game three and four starters, whoever that might be. I think for the Rangers at this point, I'm betting it'll be a kind of tag team start of Andrew Heaney and Dane Dunning. That combo worked very well in ALDS game one against Baltimore, where the Rangers won that game. Um, so this is going to be a fun series and a series for the real baseball sickos that really know ball, like not the, not the casual. This is not for the casuals, but you know what? Who cares? <laughs> exactly. Okay. You know what? I'm so glad you said that because I know a lot of people, especially online love to chirp about, Oh, this has to be the worst matchup. Look at these two teams. Personally, I love that these middle time zones are being represented in this World Series. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Very fun for all of us. But um, I'm, I'm so glad you were able to join the show. Uh, I'm wishing you guys a lot of luck. I think it's going to be a really fun series. Uh, tell us where we can follow all of your Rangers coverage. So you can find me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. You can find the show at Locked on Rangers and subscribe to Locked on Rangers wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Thanks so much for having me. Bryce, thank you so much for coming on. We will definitely check in with you again soon, but good luck out there. Thank you. All right. Listen, we are... We're keeping an eye on who will be crowned World Series champ. But before that, we're going to find out who's getting crowned from DraftKings Sportsbook because you um uh, listen DraftKings Sportsbook the crown is yours when you are betting with them that is for sure and I'm trying to uh, hold on one second Kale are you betting anything on DraftKings Sportsbook this week uh no no uh, did you go too hard I yes I have been Football this season has not been kind to me. <laughs> I'm uh, so sorry to hear looking that. Looking forward for basketball to be back where I consistently know what I'm talking about versus football. I'm just betting blind and it just, it goes <laughs> one way or another, but I'll well, be, I'll be back with basketball. Listen, listen, hopefully those bonus bets have been helping you out because with DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers are getting hooked up with a great deal. Bet $5 on any game this week and you are going to score $200 in bonus bets instantly. And DraftKings doesn't stop there. You can take advantage of a sweetener offer for every game this October. So listen, maybe if you are, I don't know, bet responsibly like Kale is doing, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but get in on the same day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use code DNVR and new customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet just $5 on the NFL. That's code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort and Casino in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 plus by 21 plus, but age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. 
See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. And, uh, of course, it would not be a uh, DNVR program unless we talked about our good friends at Breck Brew. We love Breck Brew. And, of course, the Breck of the Month is the Broncos Country Pale Ale. You can get a pint of that for $6 here at the DNVR Bar. And we're going to have a really good weekend at the DNVR Bar. We've got a lot going on. But... Breck, of course, has a beer for every occasion. Don't forget about the Avalanche Ale, the Mile High City Ale, the Fun Slinger, which is having a big party coming up. And of course, we've got the Good Company Hard Seltzer, one of my favorites. But yeah, we're celebrating a year of Fun Slinger, which is truly one of my favorite beers. You, um, so yeah, Breck Brew is having a party. This is the bottom line. November 3rd, celebrating a year. It's at the Monkey Barrel, opening day parking lot party. Doors open at five o'clock and the first hundred guests get a free Fun Slinger lager. There's gonna be games and prizes. And this is the best part. These snowboards are incredible. You could win a 2013 Never Summer Artist Series snowboard designed by local artist Brooks Engel. These snowboards, like every year, these are the sickest things I've ever seen. So you have a chance to win one of those. Plus, um, oh, the other thing at the party, a complimentary snowboard tuning. So... Head to that. Keep that on your radar. That's November 3rd. But if you want a Breck Brew near you right now, use the beer locator at breckbrew.com to find one. All right. Kale, what an eye-opening interview we had with with Bryce Patrick. I learned some. We, We learned some things. We did. We learned some things. Gary in the chat responding. I did see you, Gary. Sorry, I'm just getting to you now. Gary says, love the rhetorical question title. First, the team needs to be sold to somebody who actually has the money and will put towards high quality pitching and forget about catering to the away team. Gary, listen, you are you are speaking the words of so many Rockies fans right now who are so frustrated with the way things have been. Dang, wouldn't it be so cool to see the Rockies after a 103 loss season go out and spend half a billion dollars? That would be cool. I just don't think that's going to happen. What do we have to sell for the Rockies to have a half billion dollars just lying around? I think we would have to sell Coors Field. And then that would like defeat the whole purpose. <laughs> How many beers do we have to buy on the rooftop to have 50? $500 million. I, you know, that's a lot of beer. That's a lot of beer. I feel like that much beer has been sold. I feel like we, the fans, have been, you know, kind of contributing to the fundraiser for a half a billion dollar upgrade. But who knows? Who knows? They who gotta, knows? Yeah. That's, that's the thing, though, like, Gary, though, like, even though you could have all the money in the world and it's still going to be so hard to, you can't. It's still going to be hard to get pitchers to come here because if you're a pitcher who wants, you know, to get awards and be recognized for what you're doing, your numbers aren't going to reflect that at Coors Field. You're never going to be in the running for things like a Cy Young. 
So I mean, yeah, and it's like it's not like the Rockies' payroll isn't high. They pay dudes, like they do, they do. Sometimes they pay dudes who don't go here anymore, but they do be paying dudes. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like they're spending money. It's not like their roster is super cheap. It's not like they're the A's or something, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. They're spending money like how I spend money. Like I have like all these like subscriptions that I never use that I forget about, and I feel like that's the equivalent of like play paying Nolan Arenado so much money when he doesn't even play here anymore. Um, yeah. How I spend money is not advisable by the way. Like never, never do that. <laughs> You're like, I'm a baseball podcast host, not a financial advisor. No, no, please. I'm not a financial advisor. Do not listen to my advice on anything. My God. <clears throat> no. Um, uh, we guys, I will add, we're answering comments. We're answering questions. Drop a like. Drop a comment. Uh, we're just going to have a nice little show in here today. And um, again, I'm so grateful that Bryce was able to come on. Oh, my gosh. He was so funny before the show started. He was like, oh, yeah, like I have a different spelling of Bryce than like the most famous baseball Bryce right now. You can't compete with that. <laughs> He's great. He's great. Um, we're going to talk about some Rockies news. Um, and really obviously not a ton going on yet. The season's still going on for everyone else. We will everyone else. It's still going on for two teams in particular, but let's talk about Sterling Thompson. We are always talking about Sterling Thompson, but guess what? Now that he has been playing in the Arizona fall league, a lot of people have been talking about him because he's been really freaking good. Baseball America did a little blurb on him. So uh, listen, these guys are, they're making headlines. They're making a name for themselves. And that is truly, you know, one of the things we love about the Arizona fall league. Uh, but this is what, this is what baseball America had to say about Sterling Thompson. Thompson, a Florida alum was a one man wrecking crew during his time in high a Northwest in the high a Northwest league over 60 games with Spokane. He hit 323, 399, 520 before a bump to AA Hartford. He missed the entire month of May on the injured list, which is why he's making up for lost time in the AFL on Tuesday. Thompson continued his torrid turn in the desert by collecting hits, including a double, including each in, in, in each of the first three at bats against surprise. So yeah, he is, um, he's tearing it up. You know who else is kind of tearing it up too? that we haven't been talking about as much. That's Benny Montgomery. So he actually did an interview with Sam Dykstra on the MLB pipeline podcast. Such a good interview, by the way, I, I listened to it earlier today. Benny Montgomery is a dude that I feel like we haven't talked about as much recently, but we really should. He was a first rounder in 2021. He was that eighth overall pick. They talk about that a little bit. Um, uh, but yeah, it was it was such a fun fun interview. So he mentioned that like the Rockies weren't like totally even on his radar and how he was talking about how that draft day experience is so stressful because you have no idea where you're going to be living, you know, the rest of your 20s basically. Like what organization you're going to be with. You've no idea where you're about to go move and work. And he didn't know that the Rockies were even a possibility until about a minute and a half before he got drafted. So I, I, I love those insights into 
the, you know, more chaotic parts of just like living your life as a major league baseball player. Absolutely fascinating. Benny Montgomery, we're going to have to keep an eye on him. We got to get him on the show, really. Uh, that's like a guy that I actually haven't even met yet. But he seems like a good one. He's also from Pennsylvania. We have so many random dudes from Pennsylvania. He was born in Paoli, which is right outside of Philly. But I think he grew up closer to Harrisburg, which is the capital of Pennsylvania. Sometimes I forget that. <laughs> I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Yeah, I had no idea. The capital of Pennsylvania. It's not one of the uh, more interesting cities. It's just Harrisburg. Huh. Yeah. You would have thought, like, you know, there's so many big cities in Pennsylvania. Well, there's two. Well, yeah, actually, like, there's one big city, and then there's one medium city. I'd go Pittsburgh big. You think Pittsburgh? Have you been to Pittsburgh? I know. Yeah, it's not that big. Okay. <laughs> but you know what? They're loud. They're a big sports town, obviously. Yeah. Because there's yeah. not a lot else going on. I always assumed Pittsburgh was about the same size as Denver. You know what? Maybe like 15 years ago. <laughs> okay. So Maybe. Denver's bigger now. Denver's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And in terms of like, I mean, I always judge how big a city is in terms of uh, TV market size. So we can actually look up the rankings. That's like my favorite thing to do as a former TV newsium. Uh, but I know Denver is Denver's market 16. Denver used to be market 17. And Pittsburgh, let me find Pittsburgh. Bear with me. Pittsburgh is market 26. Okay. So, yeah, but like in the That's, same range. Uh, I mean, 16 is a, a big jump from 26. Okay. I like a decent sized jump. Okay. Also on, um, uh, yeah, is there an interest for TV market rankings here on this podcast? I mean, I I am fascinated by it. So my friends and I do this all the time. Like we will because like we all went to journalism school. So we'll be like, hey, we'll name a city and be like, guess what market size it is. And as hints, I'll like be like, OK, so it's like between this and this. I also went to journalism school and I never did that with my friends. Well, my friends and I are all crazy. Actually, it's so funny. So like, my, like I'm not in TV news anymore, obviously. Um, one of my best friends, Amanda, she used to be a TV news producer. She's not anymore. But like our friend Spencer is like the assistant news director at the station he works at now. So like it's his livelihood. And uh, like he does like he'll like check on different newscasts from like all over the country or all over the region. So when I went down to D.C. to visit them, like we just like watched local news from all over the country. <laughs> it sounds thrilling. It was actually so thrilling. I like love it. I'll critique everyone's packages and everyone's outfits. Yeah, I'll critique everyone's outfits. I don't care. But everyone looks great. We're supportive. <laughs> Mitch is hovering outside of our studio right now, by the way. Um, you know what we should talk about real fast? We should talk about our friends at Kind Love. Maybe Mitch has the queso pen on him if he's going to be uh, <laughs> crashing my podcast. That is the... Uh, listen, you got to get the queso pen now because it is a... It, it might not be around forever. But the Kind Love queso pen... Oh my gosh, no, that's not the queso pen. Oh my gosh. No, that's Legal Pete's. We're talking about the joint packs. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. Sorry, guys. I got in super late last night. We're talking about Kind Love. We're talking about our amazing joint pack. That is like the coolest thing ever. 
I, uh, they're, they're so cute. They're like these little tins and it's like a little pack of five joints, either sativa or indica. To call it Immaculate Vibes, they're, they're 25 bucks. You can get them at um, both just... kinds of love locations. Or you can use the code DNVR and get um, 20% off so it's even cheaper. Kale. Kale, what would we do without you? Our weed guy. <laughs> I mean, I'm nothing if not a brand. He has the best look on his face right now. He's just like, mm. <laughs> Kale, thank you for throwing me that that life preserver right there. I feel like I'm on the Titanic right now. Uh, visit any of Kind Love stores. They have a store in North Denver. They have one in Cherry Creek that's in that same shopping center as the Target, the PetSmart, like right off of Alameda and Colorado Boulevard. So that's like my prime. That's like the epicenter of where I run errands. So I should probably refresh my, my supply, but visit one of their stores Mention DNVR and you're going to get the exclusive DNVR listener discount of 25% off all kind love flower pre-roll and their turbo joint line. You can find their full menu at kindlove.com. And if you want to order ahead online to use code DNVR for online ordering too, couldn't be easier. Kindlove.com. We love kind love. All right. The turbo joint be turboing. What else do we want to talk about today? So many managerial shakeups happening around major league baseball. Of course, we've heard that dusty Baker is in fact retiring after this season and his season's over. So he's retiring. He will retire from managing. He still wants to stay in baseball in some capacity, but what a, what a career, what a career he's had, what a season to end on. And yeah, good for you, Dusty Baker. You, you deserve it. Um, okay. So we know in San Francisco, Gabe Kapler was let go at the end of the season. Bob Melvin is apparently heading to San Francisco. The uh, Padres manager, former Padres manager now was granted permission to interview with the giants for their managerial opening. And he is, um, he he's, he's doing it. He's going for it. He is leaving. Um, he's not finishing what he started in San Diego. But um, let's see. I had, uh, oh, we had a little tweet right here. So apparently um, AJ Preller said that the reaction from the players that he had spoken to, he they apparently view it as a great situation and they are hungry to return to the playoffs next year and they trust that the Padres will hire a really good manager. So that is apparently how the players in San Diego are feeling Man, I wonder, I, people keep asking me, this is probably one of the most common questions that I get here in the Rockies off season. And that's if we see Bud Black coming back next year and we've gotten some weird, we got some weird vibes at the end of this season where, I don't know. I mean, like, I hope I'm just like reading too much into it, but you know, I've mentioned before, Buddy seemed like just like a little more emotional than he has at end of seasons in the past. So with all those managerial openings all around baseball, I wonder, I just wonder, I simply wonder folks. And that's it. But I yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think he's going anywhere either. I mean, it's just like 
the Montforts don't move on from people without like overwhelming reason to. You know what? That is a great point. Like they just don't. Like, it, it's true. <laughs> you know what? Well, you know what we say about them? They have hoarder energy. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. that is the ultimate hoarder energy. Like, yeah. I really need a reason to get rid of this. <laughs> and I'm a hoarder, so I can I can say that with uh, with confidence. Am I the Monforts, like, as a person? I really hope not. Let's hope not. <laughs> Let's hope not. Although, then you would be very rich, so that would be cool. Man, I wish. I freaking wish. I wonder what the... I wonder what they're going to do in um, uh, McGregor Square if... Um, Tattered Cover, in fact, is closing that location. I haven't even checked on what's going on over there, but apparently Tattered Cover filing for bankruptcy, and that's one of the locations they're supposed to close. That would be a bummer. That's, like, such a cool store. Such a cool store. Um, And also, like, you know, a store that's only been there for... It's only been in that location for a couple of years. Yeah. I feel like it didn't even really get get a chance. But that's also... That's some really expensive real estate right there. Who's going to move in? Bar, probably. But, like, man, poor uh, Blake Street Tavern. Yeah. <laughs> I think they wanted to move somewhere around there. Yeah. I think I think we've heard that they wanted to go to McGregor Square, and now they don't even exist anymore. Maybe Chris will buy back in. You never know. You never know. Or, I don't know, McGregor Square might not want the... Uh, um, uh, the competition with Tom's watch. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. But also, like, can you really have enough sports bars near a sports stadium? I think that answer is no. I, I think that answer is no, too, especially here in Colorado, where we do have great attendance. But also, downtown's kind of a mess right now. Downtown's messy right now. I mean, yeah. As someone who drove downtown every day of the regular season, like, I saw some shit. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, literal and figurative. I saw some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> there is some literal to that. Oh, my gosh. Hey, uh, ooh, Michael in the chat. I don't think the Rockies need to replicate what another team has done. They have their own unique environment. They need to find their own unique formula. Something they've rarely done before. No, you know what? That's not true. They are always uh, operating to the beat of their own drum. And it just usually doesn't work well. They're they're a little too outside the box. I think the Rockies do have a reputation of doing things very differently than other Major League Baseball teams. We've seen that reported widely over the past couple of seasons, especially by the people who are closest to it. So I think we know that the Rockies don't really follow anyone else's formula. So I don't think we actually have to worry about them uh, seeing this podcast and be like, oh my gosh, let's copy what the Rangers have done. But also I do think it is fair. We do need to look at what the Rangers have done, what the Diamondbacks have done, because I guess the Diamondbacks really have done it very differently. They didn't throw half a billion dollars at any group of people in the past couple of seasons. So they've done it maybe more. I think what the Diamondbacks have done is probably more realistic to what the Rockies could potentially replicate. But boy, isn't it fun to talk about? Isn't it fun to speculate? But that's a great point, Michael. Thank you for bringing that up. You know, sometimes, sometimes the truth hurts, um, but nothing hurts more than being actually injured. And if you are actually injured, you can get some help from Bankus and Shanker because they are going to win money for 
you know, you paying those medical bills, those other bills that are going to come with being out of work for a long period of time. If you're seriously injured in Colorado, Bacchus and Shanker is here to help. And they've been doing it for more than 25 years, totally free until they win money in your case. And they are out there winning a lot of money. They've won more than a billion dollars for their clients here in Colorado. Plus they have neighborhood offices all over the state. So, uh, And not just that, they've got an incredible staff of more than 30 lawyers, more than 100 staff members, too. On top of that, Backus and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. So call them at all Tulos, 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free because Backus and Shanker wins. There we go. All right. Where are we at time in this show? All right. You know what? We're probably going to wrap it up kind of soon. We're at 3620. We're at 36 minutes. What a fun little off-season show this is. Um, uh, Kale, I did see that Patrick is back. (laughs) Patrick and I are both like the flakiest people in terms of like, I don't know where either of us are right now. Yeah, I had no idea. That's why like... I, I saw I had Rockies on my schedule. I was like, are we in studio? Or are we not in studio? I don't you know. You did they ask They both me. have been. You, got, you guys both have been gone for like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, we really have been. Uh, well, he's been gone forever. I'm like, is he? I'm like, is actually is Patrick coming back? Um, uh, I gotta say though, working out of the Philly studio for a day was so fun. Their new space is so freaking cool. Is their studio dope? So they have two studios, too. They're dope as hell. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Uh, And it was cool, like, also seeing, like, a different group of people, like, doing, like, what we do with our same setup. It was really fun. That's awesome. I'm glad you had a good time. I I loved it. They got a good thing going there. Um, uh, Too bad we won't be seeing more of their coverage this season. Well, I mean, they'll they'll still do off-season coverage, but I think, you know, they had something good cooking. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Uh, So, yeah, World Series starts freaking tomorrow in Texas. Texas is getting that home, right? Yeah, Texas is getting that home field advantage. I cannot believe. Yeah. First two in Texas. Game three will be Monday in Arizona. Damn. Damn. Crazy stuff. Hey, Taylor Swift's dropping a new album tonight, by the way. Oh, 1989 Taylor's version comes out tonight. Wow. So now I know what I'm doing at midnight. (sighs) Yeah, actually, we're going to a party later. I'll send you the deets. Okay. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) I'm not hosting one, though. Okay, good to know. (laughs) We're going out. I'm going out tonight. (laughs) That'll be so fun. Uh, Yeah, no, so that's exciting for me and also for, you know, for the sports world. Billions of people. Because no one, no one is sick of hearing about Taylor Swift. That's for fucking sure. Yeah, there is. You know, she, who's she dating again? I hadn't um, heard. I think she's dating an athlete. I hadn't heard. <laughs> I think she's dating an athlete. Guys, uh, we have some really fun stuff going on at the bar. Uh, of course, like you can catch all the games right here at the DNVR bar. We have the Be a Good Person party coming up on Saturday. It's at four o'clock because we. I don't know if you guys have seen, we have a t-shirt collab with be a good person and the shirt drops on Saturday. So four o'clock, we are going to have the official shirt release party right here at Colfax in York. Shirts are available. If you are wearing the shirt, you get a free drink. Who doesn't want a free drink? 
And also it's a great brand and all of there's, there's going to be a raffle too. We love a raffle. We love winning prizes. All the raffle proceeds are going to go to the Volo Kids Foundation. We love Volo. We love what they do for the kids in our community and in communities across the country. But guys, who doesn't freaking love be a good person? I think maybe some more people need to hear that message and be a good person. Maybe I need to look in the mirror. I just came back from Philly and I know I'm a nightmare. Philly Sue's. <laughs> Philly Sue's. She's here. She's here and she's annoying. Guys, thank you so much for joining this show. I will be back. I think my show is at... When is my show tomorrow? My show tomorrow is at 2? Is that this time zone? Uh, No, your show tomorrow is at noon. My show tomorrow is at noon. Ah, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. No, no, no. It's at 4... What's tomorrow? Tomorrow's the tomorrow's 27th. Tomorrow's the 27th. It's All right. Noon. Guys, you know what? Keep your YouTube uh, notifications on. Um, I'll be live whenever we decide I'm live. No, I think there's a, the Nuggets are playing tomorrow. Yeah. yeah okay. So, so then I'm at noon. Yep. All right. I'm at noon. My show's at noon tomorrow, guys. We're all finding this out <laughs> together. <laughs> that was exciting. You know what? That was thrilling content. I'm so glad you guys were here for it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great story. I tell it at parties. Um, guys, join us right back here on the DNVR Sports YouTube channel at noon mountain time. I will be back with a Friday edition of the DNVR Rockies podcast. Kale, where can we follow your incredible photography? Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Kale Sorbo. On Instagram, I'm at Blue Eyes with a backpack. Because he has blue eyes and he has a backpack full of camera gear. It's true. That's or, where the name came from. Origin story. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me at the Susie Hunter. The origin story on that is that it's my name. Uh, and it's the same username on all platforms. Even Venmo. People always ask. <laughs> Please stop sending me money. <laughs> or don't. I don't know. It's up to you. It's not my business. Uh, and follow all of the latest Rockies updates at DNVR underscore Rockies. And Kale, you know what? Rockies manager, Bud Black, loves to say all the time. What does he say? He says, fuck it, we ball. We'll be back tomorrow right here on the DNVR Sports YouTube channel. See you then. Y'all silly like the mayor.